Welcome back to the Grinder Podcast, and we are about to step into the Grind House with the one and only, and as always, the co-host with the most, James the Killer Teddy Bear Chapman. Killer Teddy Bear Chapman. Dude, I, I might have to keep that one. That's pretty good. I like the fact that um, you gave me my proper recognition, which you should. Thank you very much. Um, so I am the glue that holds this whole thing together. I think everybody knows that now. <laughs> uh, but you've stepped us up. We're no longer the grinder. We're the grind house. So we've expanded, right? So, you know, hey, one brick at a time, one step at a time. We do what we can. So, mm-hmm. hey, uh, before we get started today, I want to thank our committed listeners who always take a moment, listen to this podcast, try to bring value at it, out of it, reach out to us, say thank you, or hey, I like that podcast, or, uh, you know, James, you sound really nasally today. Maybe you ought to step up your game. So, you know, whatever they tell me, hey, I appreciate it. I'm glad you guys listen, gals listen. Um, this is a gender neutral podcast. So uh, appreciate that. And um, I just appreciate everybody like the podcast. If you haven't leave us a review, greatly appreciate that. Addison needs the confidence. So please leave a review specifically mention him. It makes him feel great. Um, and if you're feeling really Randy, like just really good, maybe share it, but I don't want to overstep. I don't want to ask for too much today. Anyways, Addison, what we got going on today, man. So we have a awesome guest, um, and I actually read his book. He is an author, um, and his book is brief. And not only is it a good read, but it is also brief. Um, his name is Joe McCormick, and he is, if I can give it to you in a brief statement, he is on a mission to organize um, Master Lean Communication, and he is very focused on being able to present a way to communicate effectively. And this man has talked to, you know, from business owners to business uh, people to uh, military leaders. And I mean, he, he, he is definitely up there with one of the podcast uh, guests that we've had. And um, yeah, I mean, he, he's definitely doing a good job. So, Joe McCormick, it is good to talk to you, brother. Thanks for having me on. It's a, it's our pleasure for sure. So, so I, 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 I with that introduction, that was a pretty good introduction. That was a short one. That was good. I I uh, some people when I when they hear the book, I wrote the book about five years ago, are kind of surprised. Like, why would a person write a book about brevity and spend so much time doing that? And there's a there's an interesting backstory to that, but. It's, it's this critical skill that nobody teaches you how to do, which is how to, how to get your point across in less time. And it, it flusters a lot of people. They don't know how to do it. <clears throat> and they kind of figure it out as they go along or they don't, and they pay the price. So I, I decided to write a book about it to teach people a really practical way of being clear and concise when you know there's a lot on the line, whether it's an interview or a presentation or a conversation with your boss or significant other where you just have to say what you need to say and you don't want to beat around the bush or confuse people. What, what got you down this pathway? What got me down the pathway was U S special operations. I got a, I own a consulting company where I help uh, executive leaders um, with the messaging, with their messaging. So when they're talking to their employees or, 
you know, their dealers, their stakeholders, investors, customers. I, I help them with the message, uh, my core narrative, what, what to say in these key moments. So I got a phone call about eight years ago from uh, U.S. Special Operations Command, Fort Bragg, North Carolina. And basically what they're asked was, is, hey, can you come down to Fort Bragg and teach our guys how to make a briefing brief? And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, like, this is, these are the most elite military leaders. They don't know how to, it's in the word, you know, briefing. The word brief is in the word briefing. What, what, what's the hard part? And there was no training or teaching these guys how to make a 20-minute presentation, five minutes, you know, because there's a time constraint. There's always a time constraint. You never have as much time as you need. You have the time that you're given. And they were finding they were really getting stuck in these moments where like, hey, I, I got to brief some very, very high level people on some stuff that's super mission critical and we're struggling with it. So I, through a whole series of connections, got invited to come down and, and start doing that. And one thing leads to another. And I'm like, hey, nobody's really teaching this, how to do this at all. So uh, I made it my a decision to, to write this book, start a business called The Brief Lab and teach professionals and military leaders how to be clear and concise when you need to, you know, obviously you're not gonna do this all the time. And it's been a great, it's been a great um, journey. People are, I hear this time and time again, I wish I knew this years ago. It was kind of the, the key takeaway. These, these skills that people are desperately in need of, especially like in an ADD society, but their attention starved. So that's the backstory. And that resonates with me. I mean, I think the military probably coined the phrase death by PowerPoint. I mean, they are experts at it, you know, I mean, taking, taking a PowerPoint that should be maybe five slides and, and making it 25 slides or, uh, and then we take a break and do another 25 slides. Uh, so um, I, I get it. I'm, I'm one of the people who likes to talk. And Joe, I can, I can go down a rabbit hole. I start talking about one subject and then I branch out on the next thing. And, um, you know, I, I, I can go all day on that. So, you know, when Addison told me about your book, um, and having you on as a guest, I, I was excited. I was like, man, I'm, I'm going to learn a lot today. Um, probably in a short amount of time, uh, that I can go back and apply at my company. The, the, the thing about this skill is it's, um, a one way of looking at it is people, in, especially in a professional environment, people expect you to be good at it. And when they're not, they get frustrated when you're not. So it's not just people that are long winded. It's just people that are, you know, maybe a little bit hard to follow. They, 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 they meander when they're saying things, they, they triggers one thing and they're, they're all over the place or it's just people get very frustrated listening to that or consuming that. So you get an email and it's really long. Your response is like, this is, it feels difficult or you're stuck in a meeting and a person starts talking and you start asking yourself, like, I don't know what they're saying or where are they going with this? And it gets frustrating. And the root cause of it is nobody's taught you how to deliver a message to communicate in these environments where you're talking to people that are attention starved. You know, they've got a, they got a smartphone over here that's, that's, you know, giving them text notifications, emails. I mean, it is basically calling for you to be distracted. And then you've got other priorities in your life and you're multitasking, you know, and, and then your mind is divided. The audience has got a divided mind and then you start to talk into that divided mind and people get lost. So how do you keep people on track is the, is the skill. And, and, the, and the encouraging thing is you can get good at it, but you have to stop for a second and look, okay, well, where do I lose people and where do I, um, you know, 
where's there room for improvement? So with, with saying that, I mean, it's not just about making it short. I mean, I, I'm assuming there's some, some structure behind this um, with, with, with how you look at it, how you structure it to make it line up quicker and to stay on point. Is, is that correct, Jeff? It's more, it's more of a science and less of an art. People think that good communicators, it's, it's just like you're good at it. It's natural. Like I, I, the analogy I use is like comedians. If you think about a comedian – Comedians, I mean, they're, of course, many of them are just naturally funny. When they're kids, I'm sure they're funny. They have a sense of humor, right? But comedy is a structure. There's, so comedians follow a structure, and it's very predictable. Um, you have a setup, a transition, and a punchline. And you look at sketches, think of your favorite comedians. They all follow that. It's, a, it's, it's not a formula in the sense that it's always the same, but the general structure is, is similar. So those patterns in, in comedy are predictable. And if you like to think of like Jerry Seinfeld or Dave Chappelle or Bill Burr or any of these other comedians, they're following sort of, here's a topic. This is why I think it's interesting. They talk about it and then there's sort of a punchline or a reveal at the end. So the same thing when people communicate is it's, it's, it's really more of a science actually than an art. It's not like, oh, some people are good at this and I'm not. Like, no, you can actually learn how to be good at it. And, and there, are, there are things that you need, you need to do. And one of those things is saying the most important thing first. The, the, when you talk to people, the natural way of communicating is say them, you, you conclude at the end. Well, many times you don't know what the end is. The end is when I'm done. <laughs> well, you've exhausted people and yourself. So at the point, and that could take you five minutes, it could take you 15 minutes, it could take you an hour, it could take you forever. And then you finally wrap it up. It's like you're out of breath and you're exhausted. So, and the bottom line is, so the first thing to do is lead with the most important thing as if people are going to get up and walk out of the room and, and comedians do that all the time. They get, you know, have you ever wondered, you know, Jim Gaffigan is one of my favorite comedians. He, he talks a lot about food. So his openings are always like, you ever wonder about bacon and why you always think about bacon? Well, that just gets your attention. You know, he doesn't end with that. That's his opening. His sketch is about bacon or McDonald's or about having a lot of kids or, I mean, he'll pick up a topic and then, so you lead with that in journalism. They tell you, don't bury your lead. It's the same. It's the same thing in communication. It's how leading with the most important thing. Hey boss, you got a minute. And then, you know, I need your approval on this thing because we don't have authority to spend the money. Oh, okay. That's what we're talking about versus blah, 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 blah. I need your approval on the money. It's just changing the order of it. So that's one of the things that you would do. And it's, it feels weird to do it like that, but the audience, people love it when you do it because it makes it easier for them because they got a lot of things on their minds. So you now, it takes the guessing out of it and it makes it more predictable, which is, you know, making the, uh, the parallel with comedians, what comedians do. That makes all, so much sense to me, Joe. I mean, I, I literally was prepping for a meeting. I have my company meeting as soon as this podcast is over. And every meeting is structured exactly the same. And um, I do exactly opposite of that. I put, I put like just the, hey, here's a quick need to know information, like our numbers, sales, that kind of stuff. And then I always, I always structure it where the most important thing I want to leave them with is last. So I need to flip that. Yeah, flip it. And you, could, you, could, you can lead with it and end with it, but you have to lead with it. Gotcha. Because along the way, it's like, it's, like, it's like taking a trip. Imagine you're taking a trip and you say to yourself, well, let's just see where it ends up. 
<laughs> you're like, hey, yeah. I ended up in El Paso. That's kind of interesting. No, you said, I'm going to El Paso, and you end up in Dallas. You're like, all right, well, I, I said I was going to El Paso, so now you know you're in the wrong place. The same, so in a meeting, same thing. Like, I'm going to El Paso, and then you take me to El Paso. And the person's like, wow, you said we're going to do that, and that's what we did. It feels satisfying to people. Um, well, so that, that's one of the big things is lead with the most important thing first, what you're going to talk about. The, the reason why you do this, though, is I think it's more telling for people. So um, you got to look at people in a different way maybe than they were 10 years ago. People have a lot of people that I work with, and I, and I work with executives at companies like Harley-Davidson and MasterCard and Special Operations and Marks. I mean, some pretty big companies. And what many of them admit to me is they feel like they have ADD. They feel like they have attention deficit disorder. Even though it's not clinical, they feel like it's hard to pay attention. And, and when you dig a little deeper into this, you start to realize that people, there's so many things competing for their attention. On a day, like the amount of information they're consuming every day is really mind-boggling. I mean, I did research at the Brief Lab about people's media habits and smartphone habits. 70% of the people we did in a, in, a, in a survey said that the first thing they do every day and the last thing they do every day is check their phone. So if you think about the amount of time people take spend on a phone or an email on computers and digital devices, they're consuming information all day long. Well, what does that do to the brain? It's, it's like mental RAM in a computer, random access memory starts to deplete. You've got a lot of apps open because you've got a lot of stuff going on that's competing for your attention. Well, your attention has a deficit. It's not as strong. Like RAM, it starts to slow down the brain. That's a reality for a lot of people, right? Have a conversation with people and see how long they can pay attention without losing focus. It's amazing how quickly their brain diverts into their, it's like that movie Up where the guy's like, squirrel. Yeah, yeah. That one, people laugh at that scene because everybody feels that way. Like, yeah. I can't do this anymore. I can't sit in this meeting. I can't read the email because your brain is bombarded. Well, that's a reality. What do you do about it, though? Just complain about it? So brevity is an adaptive strategy. So if I can't focus, I'm going to be more clear and more concise and make it easier for people to follow me. So I'll do the hard work of cutting out the stuff that makes them distracted and hard to follow and make it easier for them. And what they feel then is relief. So in going back to your meeting, if you lead with the most important thing, they're like, wow, that meeting was great. Well, why? Because the other way is harder. <laughs> when you've yeah. got like attention all over the place, it's harder to, to sort of wait it out to the end. It, you know, so that's that. That's a, I think that's a, a big why of, of, of being brief is, is, you know, attention spans. That's, that's yeah. fascinating. I, um, and I'm assuming this could apply, the, the being brief could apply very well to sales. Absolutely. Well, when you're not talking, you're listening. Yeah. And you're really, you you should under, you should not guess what people are looking for. You should know it. Well, how do you know that people, I mean, a lot of salespeople spend most of their time thinking, well, my job is talking. It's actually not your job is listening, asking better questions and listening. Being brief is, saying less and listening more makes much better salesperson. Much yeah. Better. I mean, I, I, I struggled with that severely at the beginning of my career. I would over, I would over talk. I, I would listen. I would take the information. I would have a solution. And then when it came time to, to deliver on the solution, I would just, just ram it down their throat 
over and over on every little piece, every extra detail. And then as soon as I took a second and somebody didn't respond, I jumped back into another feature, another thing about it, you know, and we just go on and on. By the time they got done, it sounded like there was 50 options and they were exhausted. And, you know, it hurt me severely. It, yeah, it, 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 it's, it's, it's not sales, it creates fatigue. I mean, think about like teaching and instruction in school. You know, you're sitting in the classroom and you're just, people are just talking at you all day long. Or you're in a management meeting and you don't, they don't want you to say anything. Just sit there and just listen. And, and people talk at you. Say, so there's a many, number of instances where, and you go back to the brain, it, your brain's full. It's full. It's already, it's already at a maximum limit. And you're, it's kind of like a glass. Imagine a glass full of water and there's about an inch left at the top. And you're pouring a gallon into it, thinking it's gonna it's it's insane. Yeah. You're all all you're doing is creating spillage. The person's not hearing anything you're saying. So, and that's just a societal thing. Like that that that's not one person in, in a million. That's all many people. I mean, talk to a, a a stay-at-home mom at the end of the day. How does she listen to her kids? I mean, it's really tough. Or somebody's under stress. I mean, it's hard, to, it's hard to focus. It's really hard to focus nowadays. And being brief is a way of kind of getting through that and being heard because you got to get your message. Guys in special operations have to be heard. It's not, they can't afford to have spillage. There's too much on the line or an executive or whatever. So it's how do you cut through that crease and be able to get through when everybody else isn't. And, and what I found is if you excel at the skill, you stand out and the other ones just sort of like just get missed. I mean, it's kind of cool, but it's an, it's a way to stand out. Um, saying, saying less, listening more. Certainly. I like the, uh, I, I was listening to, um, some of your YouTube videos and one thing you, that you said stuck out well, I mean, definitely you mentioned, you know, prepare and trim, but you were like, um, you know, speak, speak with a headliner. Like I'm bad about, you know, if I'm going to ask a question, uh, I have like a whole statement sentences I go through to like prepare you for the question I'm about to ask, to ask instead of just going, here's my question. Okay. Here's my explanation under that. I know you touched the, at that at the beginning of this podcast, yeah, it's, but it's, that it's, really it's, 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 it's how, it's how you journalists do this all the time. You wouldn't read a newspaper or, or, or all these articles if they didn't give you a headline. The headline tells you what we're talking about upfront. So that same skill you just use in, now, to do that takes a little bit of preparation. Most people in the moment can't just snap their fingers and do that. It takes some thinking about. So let, let's look at some moments where people would do this. Imagine if you had to have a tough conversation with somebody. Okay, so you think about there's a lot of different tough, tough conversations. Um, you've got a client and you say, well, you're going to raise your prices. Or let's say that you know, you're a doctor and you got to tell somebody they're terminally ill or you're in a manager and you've got to fire somebody or you're doing somebody's personnel review and you're giving people feedback or those are all tough conversations. Nobody wants to have these conversations either as the giver or as the receiver. Nobody wants to be there. Right. Yeah. So in, in, in preparation for those conversations, it's amazing. It is absolutely amazing how people are saying what they're saying and they haven't even, they've even thought about it. They even thought about it. So like you're in the hospital and, and, and the physician comes and they're like, and they start talking to you 
and you don't know if your significant other, your family member is dead, alive, going to live, like, and they're telling you all these details and you're like, and your brain is racing, like, and you, and they're like, would you just tell me like, and they're like, and she's going to be fine. Like, Could you have just told me that? But he, he was in, stuck in his head and didn't prepare. Oh, if I'm talking to these people, they're stressed, they're worried. They want, they, they're wondering the first thing is, is she going to live or die? Or, or whatever the conversation is, right? Well, you got to prepare that. Okay, all right, ma'am, let me just tell you the, the good news is your mom's going to be fine. However, da, 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 and all these other things, right. now you're listening better, right? So that, that little adjustment, that headline, man, it goes a long way. It's so much more human. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, 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 I'm, I'm that guy. Like, I do that. I sit there and start thinking about, but my mouth is already running while I'm thinking <laughs> about what I should talk to you about. You know, I, I do that constantly. We, we all are. Yeah. It's just the admission, like you do it. I do it. Everybody does it. It's, it's the natural way of humans, how we talk, we communicate, we say a bunch of stuff and we conclude. We have to flip it because we're living in a, in, in a society where you could focus maybe a hundred years ago, you could do it the other way. It's fine because people could pay attention. They can't anymore. Right. So, yeah. In, the, in, in recognizing that reality, I have to do something different. And what I'm, di- what I'm doing different is I lead with the end. And that's called headlining and speaking in a headline. In the military, they call it bottom line up front, bluff. Same thing. It's just, but you can't do that in a moment. You have to think before you do it. It's, it's thinking before you speak, think before you write. What am I trying to say? What is this about? In many cases, people don't know. And they think, well, if I talk, I'll just figure it out along the way. That's like getting in your car and driving west and seeing where you end up. It's, it doesn't lead to – and then you change your mind. And you're like, how did I get up? How did I end up in Kansas? You know, it's like, well, because you didn't set the destination before you started. Right. And, and that, so that's, 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 that's an adjustment that people can make when they prepare. And it really helps them and the people that you're talking to immensely. And the, the difference is incredible incredibly different like it helps your relationship with your boss your family your friends your customers i mean it helps because they are it takes the guessing of what you're how you're listening a lot of the guessing just goes away you now know have better conversations yeah i i I, like i said i mean i'm i'm horrible at that and then the my big thing is them and there's frustration on the back end because it's like okay I, i stated all this stuff and what we need to do and then nobody went and did it like, where, where was the action at behind this? We just talked about it. Well, I covered 20 things in 20 different directions, and, you know, it hurts, it so hurts here, my here's, training here's and a, my communication with my team. Here's, here's another instance that it's a small little thing, but it happens to almost everybody professionally. The moment comes when you're sitting in your office, like, a, like your boss. Everybody's got a boss. I, I don't, whether they're self-employed or not, everybody's got a boss. <laughs> yeah. Right? So you go to your boss. You knock at you knock on your boss's door. That boss might be your customer or might be your actual boss. It doesn't matter. You knock at your boss's door and you're like, "Hey, you got a minute?" That's the question, right? The person, yeah. mm-hmm. says, the person usually says, "Sure." In their mind, what are they thinking? Oh no! <laughs> right? They're like, "Oh God, I, is this going to be a minute? I would love it to be a minute. It wasn't a minute before, but the, but they don't say any of that. They just think it, and they say, "Sure." And the person who knocked at the door hasn't done any preparation of what they're going to say. They, it's like they open their mouth and start talking 
thinking it's going to be clear. And the variability in that moment is immense. What you, it's, like, it's, like, it's like a pitcher in baseball winding up in, in the windup, in the delivery, thinking what I'm going to throw. I mean, he's going to sail that thing over the catcher's head. Like, yeah. Right? I, you got to think, all right, I'm throwing slider. I'm delivering bad news. I, this, and, you, and you knock your door, it's like, hey, you got a minute? And, you've, and you know, okay, what I want to talk to you about is I need two more days of vacation beyond what you've given me. Okay, that's the what, right? This is the order. And, and this is the order I talk about in the book. It's what, why, so what? <laughs> so you leave with the what. Okay, what? I need two more days of vacation. Why? Um, I'm getting married, going on a honeymoon. I only have, you know, five paydays off. I, I need two more of a week. I've been engaged for two years. It means a lot to me. I know it's outside of policy, but it'll really help me in my starting my, 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 my marriage out. My, this is what my future wife's expecting. <laughs> um, five days isn't going to cut it. Um, and, and obviously it's, it's important for me at work because I'm going to, I'm going to come back and it's just going to, it's, just, I'm going to start out on the back foot. I'm going to, my men's, could that, could that be possible? That's just a different conversation versus, yeah. you know, you know, I'm getting married, you know, and then this person starts talking and then all of a sudden they get a little nervous and the person starts to fidget and then they change their mind and they're like, what do you want to talk about? Oh, never mind. It's preparation. Just, okay, what am I going to say? Why? Ending something. And then stop talking and see what they say. Right. Th and those for, moments become so much better. Yep. And, and for me, it was, I always had a hard time just organizing the thought. Um, <clears throat> going into like a conversation, going into a meeting, I always had that, um, that I'll get in there, run it, and then we'll just, we'll go from there versus coming back and actually sitting down and saying, okay, so what is the point of the meeting? And then now let's go through exactly what you just said. You know, what is the purpose of me bringing this up? Why is this important? And then following back up with, this is what we just went over. Um, and so I, taking the, the new approach of organizing the thought has completely changed how communication is actually done in my office. Um, my assistant knows like, hey, you know, if we're bringing something up, then she's going to get an organized thought and then she's going to bring it to me versus just, Hey, do you have a second? There's no, there's none of that anymore. It's, it's more so, Hey, I, I have this brief already ready. Do you, do you want to take a look at it? Or do you want to go over it with me? And it's just boom. And that has tremendously um, had awesome effects just in, in daily life so far. So the, the props to you. On, on People, running your, your listeners, your listeners might be thinking right now, possibly like, but you're cutting out all the good conversations we're having. I'm not suggesting that. Mm -hmm. I'm not suggesting that at all. There is a time and a place for longer conversations and you need and should have them. I am not suggesting in any way, shape or form that, 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 that relationship, that connection that you have with a coworker should be like, what do you got? What do you got? Like, it's just, everything is just sort of transactional. Not at all. Mm -hmm. What it is is, when you, when you respect people in those moments where you really need to be clear and organized, what happens is the relationship gets better mm -hmm. because what happened, let's look, let's look, let's do, look what you just talked about. Edison in the, okay. So you've got two different scenarios. 
She says it in a disorganized, this is the way I usually say it, way. That's A. And then she says it B, where it's a bit more prepared, where I'm saying what first and why it's important and it's organized. Okay, so those A and B. When Mm -hmm. she says it like A, it feels more comfortable to her. But Mm -hmm. your listening gets frustrated because you have to do work. Your brain has got to really process harder and really reorganize what she's saying to make sense of what she's saying because it's not organized, but she feels comfortable. So she feels good, but you get frustrated. Mm -hmm. The other way, she takes a little bit of the hard work up front. Then she explains it to you. It's less frustrating. It's easier for you to follow. And actually, in the ends of it being, it's easier for her to deliver. And you think better of her in B than you do in A. It's the same person in the same news. What's different? It's like when somebody delivers a pizza to you. They've done all the hard work. And then they show up to your house and they flip it upside down. You're like, could you just keep it face up so the cheese doesn't like go to the box? Right. It, they did all, you did all the work. Just mm-hmm. deliver it with the most important thing you know, in an organized way. It's like a pizza. So what, it's the same. Everything is the same. Delivery person's the same. The back thing is the ingredients. Everything's the same. It's the delivery is upside down, right. backwards. It's not done right. And it, it frustrates. The, everything breaks apart. So make that adjustment and everything gets better. Right. So much, it makes it so much easier for everybody. A little and bit of work. Yep. Exactly. It just takes a little bit of work. Um, <clears throat> and then you also don't have that, that disengagement. Like when you're having a conversation and then you start realizing, okay, this guy is just adding detail and detail and detail. And it's all just, it's, it's the minutia inside the conversation. And then you start disengaging and then that that's nothing gets done. Nothing gets, uh, the point doesn't get across and you miss the whole point of the conversation was to say, Hey, we need to do this task by said date. And what they heard was, blah, 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 date, blah, 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 done. And then it just doesn't, it just doesn't work. So nothing gets, nothing gets done. I mean, in a, in an environment, if you, if you really embrace being more clear and more concise and in the way you communicate, you basically what you're doing is you're respecting how hard it is for people to pay attention and how busy and buried people are And that respect. It's like, it's like writing. So if you look at writing, um, if somebody writes an email that's really, really, really long, it's going to get delayed or deleted. So you just wrote this really long email. The person gets it. It's not like, yay, I got a really long email from you. They're not <laughs> thinking good things. So you're, I mean, you're like, I did all that work and now they think bad things of me. So why don't you just make it shorter and clearer and organized? And then when they get it, it's easier to reply. They know what you're asking. You've respected their time. It changes the, the, I have a, a client of mine. Um, it's a, it's a funny story because it's a person that took a little bit more time to prepare in sending an email and had a huge impact. So this is, I gave him the copy of brief. Um, he was reading it and then he sends me an email. He's like, Hey, I had this really great success story after I read the book. And I'm like, you know, he's like, let's, let's get on a call. And he tells me the story. So, He's reading the book on vacation. This guy runs, he, he works for a big manufacturer and he runs all the manufacturing plants in the United States for this company. It's a Fortune 500 manufacturing company. So he's on vacation, he's reading the book and he gets call, a call from a plant manager. The plant manager is, is kind of in a panic. It turns out that there, there's a product shortage 
that's going to be shipped by train into the plant. So because the product isn't going to get there for a week by rail, by train, they're going to shut the plant down. And it's going to be 500 people standing around for a week. That's a lot of people standing around because they can't yeah. make the product because they, they, they don't have the raw, the raw material being shipped. So the plant manager calls the head of uh, manufacturing and says, could you contact the president of the rail company and ask him if he could change the order of the shipment to put it into the head of the line versus the back line? This is a really important conversation. So the guy's telling me the story and he says, well, the first thing that I did is I opened up my computer and started writing the email and then I stopped and I closed my computer and I started thinking about the person I'm sending the email to. How many emails does he get a day? How busy is this person? How many things are competing for his priority, his attention? How many priorities does he have? So he started, went through this mental process and then he started preparing, writing out notes. What was he going to say in the email? And then he got the subject line. He, he wrote a really good subject line that would get somebody's attention. And then the first sentence of the, of the email, this is what's going on and why it's so vital. And this is what I'm asking you to do. And, and, he, and he trimmed it, he reread it, make sure there's no spelling errors, whatever. And then he hit send. He says five minutes later, the guy responded. Wow. Okay. Now, when he told me that story, obviously I was pretty excited because I mean, I helped keep 500 people working that week, right? Standing around, just complaining to each other. Could have been, could have been hilarious and painful at the same time. I, I felt good about that. But what I felt better about was the end of his, his anecdote to me was when he met that guy at a conference later on, the guy says to him, hey, every time you send me emails, I read them. <laughs> So what happens is when you do this is you train, you're training people to tune in or you're training them to tune out. Just pick your poison. What do you want? Do you yeah, want people wow. when they get emails to you feel like, oh my God, here's another email from you? Or finally, I got a good email that's easy to read or a meeting that's easy to follow or whatever. So it's, it's really one or the other. And the preparation, as Edison, you just mentioned, that changes in an environment makes things so much better. Yep. So much better. Oh, that's powerful. Uh, with that, uh, Joe, where can people find more of your information and learn more about being brief? So the, the first thing is the book. So if you go to the, if you go to Amazon or any, any booksellers, they'll, if you go to it's brief, make a bigger impact by saying less. Um, that, that's the, I, that would be the first start because the book, when I wrote the book, I really, honestly, my backstory is I didn't write it to write a book. I did. I, that was not my goal in life to write a book. It's certainly not a 220 page book on brevity. The, the, I discovered that this was a need that people just, as, as people started to really figure it out and it's sharing my year, like years of experience and it's super practical. So I would start with the book. There's a website. Our company website is called thebrieflab.com. So it's T H E B R I E F lab.com and on the site you're going to find a couple of things one is there's 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 tools so we have a resource section and in the resource we have a podcast the podcast really is just 10 to 15 minutes of short it's like the conversation we're having right now how to do an interview how to be a better listener you know when a recent one is when you're communicating on edge you know like when you're in a when you're in a bad mood and you're starting to communicate it's probably or you're stressed out so it's very practical as a podcast we download tools like mind maps and, and writing guides. So those are all there. And we have, um, we have free webinars about like brief writing, how to run a better meeting. Those are just complimentary webinars. We do things for teams where we can host in person or online. 
And then we have like an online learning thing for an individual um, where they can, we can do things. The, the thing, this is all, all wrapped up in one cautionary No, for anybody who wants to do this. It doesn't work unless you have discipline. Right. Hmm. It doesn't work unless you have discipline. It's an interesting topic, but if a person in, and if you have discipline, the difference will be pretty quick and pretty noticeable. That's why I work with the guys in, in, in special forces because they have discipline. I've met a lot of people. I, I recently had a guy, I, we worked with his team in, in downtown Chicago. It's a big consulting company. He tells me, yep, you met with my management team a year ago. We didn't do anything what you told us to do. And Mike, well, at least you admit it. He goes, yep, yeah. we just, it was great. We went back to running meetings, what we did and emails and we didn't do it. So discipline is the common denominator. It's the common uh, thread. And if people have even a little bit of it, you, the difference can be pretty noticeable. Pretty noticeable. So awesome. I, that would be the, that would be the, uh, the thing in, 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 in don't, don't beat yourself up. You know, the last four words of the book are be better, be brief. I, 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 I hand up phone calls. I hang up a phone. I'm like, I look at the timer. I'm like, what could I have done better? We could always be better. Always. hundred percent. Um, <clears throat> well, we want to be mindful of your time and I definitely appreciate you being on. I know James has a meeting to get to, um, and I have a lunch in a little while. So <clears throat> to wrap it up, I do want to say that you have three main points that we hit today. And that was try not to over explain. Um, be careful of under prepping and then not getting to the point. So if we could just focus on those three things, I think that allows people to become better at brevity. Um, and ex especially just in communi communication. So is there anything else you want to leave um, our listeners or anything you want to add to it? That's it. I mean, the, this is a very valuable skill that when, when you get even modestly better at people notice and it makes, it can make a huge difference in your, in your, in your life, in your career, in, in enormous difference. People are crave, crave it. And when they get it, they love it. 100%. Excellent. Uh, Joe, we, we appreciate you so much. Guys, gals, listen, like this is, this is powerful stuff. I mean, I'm taking some notes away from this. It makes me realize how much, I mean, communication is it, right? I don't matter if you're talking about sales with your people at your company, uh, that's up or down, uh, your relationships, um, all this talk, you know, I mean, everybody trying to be better at social media. I mean, think about how much this is out there. I mean, it all revolves around how we communicate everything. We can get better at this. You should be spending time on it. This is a wake up call for me, Joe. I appreciate you so much. Uh, we'll have uh, your information listed in the show notes. Grinders, check it out. Share this episode. Give it a like. We appreciate you very much. And with that, grinder out.